Welcome to the Apple of Truth, a weekly podcast where we usually cover every episode of Lucifer in chronological order. I'm Lena. And I'm Vero. And today we are getting once again ahead of ourselves and bring you our very own thoughts on Season 5, Part 2. <sighs> yeah. Are you ready? Deep fucking breath. The two of us binged the entire thing as quickly as humanly possible. Mm -hmm. And then we took our notes and now we're sitting here. So everything is fucking raw. Okay, I'm gonna say first thing I'm gonna put on the record is the trailer did not lie. It was indeed fucking epic and holy shit that was so much that I did not expect and nothing in the universe could have prepared me for half of the shit that they did which is exciting for me honestly also the trailer did an amazing job not spoiling the relevant parts exactly I mean I did have faith in them before but I mean it's incredible I want to lead into this with I enjoyed the second half of season 5 much more than I enjoyed the first half and I I am really, really confident and happy now looking towards season six. Because after the first half of season five, I was apprehensive. Mm. There is a reason why all the creators were repeatedly saying, especially prior this release, that we need to remember that 5A and 5B is one season. It was yeah. supposed to be released, if not together, very close in proximity to each other. And it's supposed to be one. And I went into it thinking that and knowing that and seeing it all over their social media. But not until I saw this thing, I have realized how true this actually is. Also, I'm super curious how it's going to be when we cover all the episodes one by one. Definitely. It was a, definitely one of my notes. I want to see how this is going to be on non-binge mode. Yeah. Because I don't think it's going to hold as strong. I'm curious, but we'll see how it goes. So just like the last special we did for 5 part A, we're going to go through things we like, things we didn't like, things we're curious about, things we're going to try to predict. Spoiler, I was very bad last time. <laughs> That's a good thing. You were very, very negative about your predictions. And of course, we're going to wrap it up with our usual general thoughts, just like we wrap up our singular episodes. I'm going to start us off with a rough summary on the things I liked. But just like last time, I have a need to go into each episode just for a very short moment afterwards. Mm -hmm. But let's get the general things I liked out of the way first. The second half felt much less rushed than the first half. I absolutely adored the Dan episode. And I really, really appreciate that we got it, especially with Dan now being in hell. Yeah. Chloe got much better at verbalizing her feelings and her needs. Amenadiel is really growing constantly and he's constantly climbing up in my faiths. Mace mm -hmm. finding happiness within the grief and pain was an absolute highlight for me. I thought it would be. I have to say it once again. I liked and loved everything about Dan. Except him dying, obviously. <laughs> that never happened. Him and Charlotte are still alive, if you ask yeah. me. They're both living together on a ranch upstate, okay? We both have a denial. It's a thing adults have. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's the thing that makes you sick from the stomach sometimes. So what are your general things that you liked? I definitely agree with the things that you mentioned it has brought a lot of things together, a lot of 
open things that we've been going through. I have to say, it's really weird because we are currently covering season four and we are about halfway through season four on the regular podcast. It's really weird watching these characters with missing that 10 episodes or something like that which is in Mm. between because there is a lot of growth and change that happened in those particular episodes so uh, it took me a minute to catch up oh same (laughs) because you know I, I still have this resentment towards Eve especially because the last episode that we have covered at the time of this recording is the one where Eve goes full on evil and yeah. drags Lucifer on the evil side. So like seeing her in this setting, it took me a minute to, you know, get mm-hmm. there with her. But nonetheless, it was done really, really well. And I have to say, Maze's story arc is one of my favorite things yes. that I can put my finger on. And I loved Chloe and again in the perspective of season four Chloe struggling to accept and deal with and seeing Chloe now being Mm. very verbal about her feelings and being extremely supportive it just brings me so much joy to watch and a lot of those characters just flourished in this setting and I'm sorry the final episode is one of the most epic things that they could have ever done and I just don't see how they're gonna top that I differ from you as usual I like the penultimate episode more than the finale the penultimate episode was very 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 good I mean they all were it had a little bit of a slow start but then it got to the last couple of episodes I just couldn't get away I couldn't tear myself physically away from the screen Mm. are you good with me now going through it episode by episode with just my short highlights I try to limit my Myself per episode. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of notes myself for each episode, so let's do it. Episode 9. The family war zone stuff was a lot of fun with the active paralleling done both by Chloe and Lucifer because it's so self-aware. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed that. The family dinner was perfectly painful mm-hmm. and hilarious especially Linda's fucking prayer and the that is why everything tastes like chicken I adored that so fucking much I loved Amenadiel taking Lucifer's side and of course I need to mention the souffle risen perfectly just how you like them that was such a good line Another highlight for me is the bartender's utter lack of reaction when the glass is thrown right next to him at Lux. Something that happens all the time. So perfect. And Lucifer's so-called self-actualizing with the since he thinks that he cannot love, he cannot love Chloe. Which is the explanation why he goes with the whole if I ever tell you these three words, they would be a lie. Which was a very satisfying reasoning for me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Also, I was so glad that they got it out in the first episode back. Because that was something that we both freaked out over watching the trailer. And we both said and agreed on that it can't be the finishing sentence that it yeah. needs to be somewhere in the middle and or early on so I'm really glad that they get through that at the beginning so then we can focus on the other stuff and, and maybe how to make it better and yeah. my how to prove to Lucifer that it's not true for episode 10 this begins Dan's evolution with the whole celestial stuff and I adored everything about this the musical episode come on we have to stop and talk about the musical episode for more than just that I'm... I have my issues with the musical episode. Of course you do, because you're a snob. (laughs) I have to say, though, I did not expect Trixie to have a song 
And that song was fucking amazing. It was so good. Do you have a favorite song? Yes, but. <laughs> no, it's yes and, Lena. It's yes and. We're getting there. We're getting there. But most importantly, within Trixie's song, I got confirmation that Chloe remembers Lucifer's wings in the season three finale because it is in her memory montage of scenes between her and Lucifer. And if she wouldn't remember this moment, it would not have been there. And we talked about this when we covered the season three finale. So it felt extremely validating to me that she remembers this singular moment. Of course she so not just Trixie's song was amazing, but also the visuals we get during this. And it was heartbreaking in the best ways. Mm -hmm. So this to me was perfection. But sadly for me, I'm going to talk more about the musical episode when I talk about the things I didn't like. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Well, let me share my favorite song with you because it's more than one of course it is because it's me it's never gonna be just one that's your job they kick off with one of my favorite songs of all times which is Wicked Game perfect song it's a perfect intro song it's a perfect song in general and Tom Ellis murders it he is incredible throughout this entire episode but I very rarely like covers this much but this was incredible and it completely threw me off like it made my heart weep it was so good I have to confess Wicked Games didn't register to me as part of the musical songs because it just felt like a normal Lucifer performance to me okay so you didn't count that okay well in that case I'm gonna mention the duets that Ella and Maze do in the precinct hated it because that was incredible performance from both of them. And I loved the choreography. I loved the combination of the songs. I loved their voices together. I loved the composition. The mashup was great on my part. I hated the mashup. I loved the idea. And I actually loved the combination of the lyrics. Mm -hmm. But I hated the musical mashup. Okay, well, that's fair enough. But it wouldn't be me if I didn't mention I Dreamed a Dream. Because that was... I mean, okay, granted, your man I who plays dad is not the best singer. But again, Tom Ellis no. knocks it out of the bag. So good. I'm terribly sorry. I adore the Le Mis musical. I have gone and watched it live several times. I have the anniversary recordings, everything. I have unofficial recordings. This is one of my all-time favorite musicals. Oh, really? I never noticed. <laughs> and Samantha Banks is one of my favorite performers, but right after her is Leia Salonga. And she is the best person to ever perform I Dreamed a Dream. And as much as I love Tom Ellis's voice, this is not his voice level. I Dreamed a Dream is incredibly difficult to sing. And they tried to modernize it a bit for the musical episode, which I already hated because I'm a fucking purist when it comes to anything from Lumis. And I know mm -hmm. this is fucking snobby of me. As I said. It already had a hard stand because they modernized the song. But just no. Just, I couldn't. I liked the gender flipping that mm -hmm. they did because they changed the uh, he to she to fit it because usually it's sung by a woman about a man and now Lucifer sings it as a man about a woman but it did not work for me and listen that's fair enough we always knew that you were gonna hate the musical episode yeah <laughs> 
I will ask you one last question about this. How do you feel about the premise? How do you feel about the device that they used? I love the device. The device was really, really well done. And I'm going to end this episode or this covering of episode 10 on a positive note. Yay! I did not expect Kevin Alejandro to be as good a singer as he is. And I thoroughly enjoyed his performance in Lux. It was so good. Honestly, I extremely enjoyed this entire episode and I know that there are issues with it and I do not mind. I loved that they built on every single person's strength. You can tell that they very deliberately picked certain music choices in order for them to fit to the performer and I love that they try to include everybody who was willing. I have noticed yeah. that Chloe didn't sing Yeah, but... Except in the group song yes, with yeah, yeah, yeah. another one bites the dust. But some people just don't do it and if you look at the musical episode of Grey's Anatomy Meredith who's essentially she's the main character of the entire show she doesn't sing either. Even in Buffy you have two characters who don't really sing. And that's okay yeah. because they found their strengths yeah. in the cast and they capitalized them. That was not my issue. I think my main issue stems from I expected so much more because we have already gotten so used to super high-end musical performances and this is why to me the bar was so fucking high. Mm. If Lucifer until this point had been a show where we did not get musical interludes this probably would have blown my fucking pants off but because we are used to such a high standard I expected so much more and yes I am demanding <laughs> no listen that's fair enough you are very particular about these things I just enjoy it as a whole because I'm that type of a person and you love nitty gritty perfect so you're the big picture one and I'm the nitty gritty one so you would be God <laughs> and I stay on earth I'm okay with that Give me the sword. Speaking of the musical competence that we have come used to at Lucifer, speaking of episode 11, the opening with Believer by Imagine Dragons with oh the on-off slow walk and then they stop and talk and then they continue the slow walk and the music continues. Holy shit, that was so fucking amazing. One, I love that song. Same. Two, the song is absolutely amazing. Three, Lucifer and Amenadiel are perfect. And the way that it's just brilliant. It's a great opening scene, honestly. It's so fucking amazing. And to me, this right after the musical episode just made the musical episode even worse for me because this was so fucking off the charts for me. You know, this is the quality and level that I have come to expect. And that's fair enough. Otherwise, in episode 11, I have two things that I absolutely adored. And that is the conclusion of Dan with the celestial stuff. The way mm -hmm. he confronts God in Lux after yeah. he stumbles into him is utter perfection. Because this is the stepping stone that we then have in the next one with Dan going through all of this. And coming out at a good place. And being in a good place until he dies. So I really, really enjoyed that. And once again... Chloe is the best mom. Mm -hmm. The closing moments with her and Trixie talking honestly with each other. And this is actually making me tear up now again. Hmm. This I should not be treating you like a child. I should be honest with you and we should talk with each other. And then her sharing her uncertainties with her just fucking broke me in the best ways. Because this is how you're supposed to connect with your children. Believe in your children and trust them to be able able to take 
what you share with them and share back with you in return. So this was fucking amazing, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. It was very, very good. Well, in this episode, this is the one when where Dan gets exploded. And I have to say, in general, throughout this entire bunch of episodes, there was a lot of things where I went, surely that's not happening for reals. And yeah. this was one of those things. And luckily, he was still alive after that interaction. But there was another thing that was alive after this episode, and that is Mace's baby soul. And I called it. I called it. She has grown her soul. I knew that was gonna happen, and I called it back in season two or something, and I'm super proud of myself, so this is me patting myself on the back. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. This is the first moment where we get this mention. I'm gonna talk about this, sadly, in a later segment. Oh, no. <laughs> I wouldn't be me. <laughs> episode 12 is the Dan episode and like I said in my summary of the things I liked to me everything about this episode was fucking perfect like literally every single thing I made a little heart next to it so I have to confess I did not catch a single of the supposed hidden easter eggs that Lucifer refers to at the very end he says that he had all these hidden easter eggs to refer to their previous adventures together and I cannot wait until we reach this episode for our regular watch so I can do a proper freeze frame deep dive analysis of yes. every single fucking scene and catch them all. This is gonna be my fucking Pokemon episode. Gotta catch gotta them catch all. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Hey! And But seriously, I adore this fucking episode. This made me so incredibly happy. It was very good. It has so many good elements in it. About halfway yeah. through the episode, I realized that this is way too over the, top. Over the place yeah. for it to be real. Yeah. So, yes, I I kind of did expect for everybody at the end to stand up and when it turns out that I was right. Weirdly enough, it gave me the premise later on in that denial episode to expect Dan to just get up at any point and say, ha ha, gotcha. So, you know, it ruined me. But I have to say there is so much good in this. It's so yeah. funny and then the best thing is the conversation that lucifer and dan have at the very end where My dan heart. gets this wholesome thing where he says you know it really helped me so thank you for doing this and lucifer's like i didn't know i needed this but i really did and lucifer goes that's not why i did it at all and dan's like why did you do it then because you fucking shot me and that killed me. It was so funny. But also, it just... See, I have mentioned during our last recording, I missed... I missed the friendship. friendship. Yes. And this is what I miss. This is the yeah. back and forth. And now it's gonna pay me even more going back to season four and talking about it episode by episode. Because I know that there's this thing and I'm gonna be waiting for it and I'm gonna be missing it even more now. So Also, the self-awareness within the show when Lucifer is complaining to Chloe and she goes like, yeah, it's the thing the two of you do. Mm -hmm. It's like, yes, thank you. Thank you for being aware. They have a lot of self-awareness moments in this in this bunch of episodes. Yeah, like this a half lot, season is this half season is very self-aware. Yeah. So episode 13, of course, leads up to Dan finally being back in a really good place. Mm -hmm. And now he's back to being the bestest of them all. Just like he was before Charlotte died. And I miss this Dan so much. And now knowing what happens soon, it's kind of bittersweet. But I didn't know what was going to happen. So 
this made me so incredibly happy to have my bestest boy Dan back in his full capacity. So this, of course, is one of the, the biggest things. And it's making me tear up again. I cried so much during this half season. <laughs> of course you did. Also, <sighs> Amenadiel doing research was hilarious. But then he talks to Ella about God in particular and faith in general. And I enjoyed this interaction so much because it ends with the, the faith you yeah. put in God or that you think God puts in you, you should also put in yourself. And I think that this is such healthy advice mm -hmm. that we all should yeah. use, even if you are not religious, like neither of us are. But we tend to put a lot more faith into other people or see that other people put more faith into us than we are actually willing to put into ourselves. And so this struck really home. I also really enjoyed the whole Linda-Lucifer interactions because it showed how much Lucifer has actually grown. So this was another big plus for me. And surprisingly, Eve made it on my list of things I liked <laughs> because her refusing immortality and acknowledging what a horrible double-edged sword it is and that she saw what it did to her son and her making the conscious decision to not take this, even though in this moment it means that she cannot have Mace, really, really made me like Eve a lot. Yes. That's me on 13. Uh, sorry, I'm just trying to check which one I'm... it was, where I think that's the next one that's directed by Rich, right? I have no show. idea. No, so, yeah. No, you pretty much said it all. Like, Eve is surprisingly really, really good. I think my favorite thing about this episode is the very beginning where Lucifer and Chloe meet. And Chloe's like, well, tell me, I need to know where we're standing. And Lucifer says, well, we obviously want to be together, so let's just fucking be together. Yeah, finally. <laughs> I was like, thank you for saying what everybody else on Earth is saying watching this TV show. Thank Has been you. shouting at their televisions yes. or because computer they screens. they obviously do want to be together. And obviously this is just... And I love that once they decide and once they just run with it, everything suddenly... All it the works. problems that they had up until now, they just disappear. Yeah, it works. It was all about just go for it. Yeah. Committing and making the conscious choice that... We want this to work. And they do that. And that makes me extremely happy. And that and then the Mace and Eve moments. It was great. And then also, of course, this is the episode where Linda finally talks to her kid. So it's just... You have issues with that. Okay. That's on my other list. Oh, are you going to go through this episode by episode with the negative stuff? Okay. Well, I should have realized that and not share all of my notes with you then. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. I have to say my negative list is much shorter. So don't worry. Okay, good. Good. So episode 14, of course, once again, everything about Dan. I love everything about Dan in this entire half season. I'm sorry. It's great. I actually really, really liked that God was being manipulated by Michael with mm -hmm. the glitching and losing his control. It made so much sense. Also, it gives Michael the credit that he had been lacking for me to take him serious as a finale villain, basically. Mm -hmm. So that felt really really good mm -hmm. also I was very satisfied because this is the moment where I called the coming angel civil war and the fight to the death between Michael and Lucifer and everything so I was like <laughs> looking back like yeah I knew it 
even though Maze is using it as an escape, I really enjoyed the Meze Queen, Queen oh, of yeah. Hell. Oh, yeah. And I wouldn't be me if I hadn't enjoyed all these different angels being named because I fucking cannot wait to do a superior lengthy devils in the details on all of them. I have an idea. Why don't you just record and edit it by yourself so I don't have to sit through it? No! And I'm just gonna listen to it once it's edited. It's fine. Maybe I'm gonna think about it. (laughs) I think my favorite thing about this episode, and I say that because it completely threw me off and I did not see that coming. Absolutely fucking not. Is the whole goddess shit that they managed to get her in that we get to see Trisha Helfer in that gorgeous fucking dress and that it's not just about that that they make it into it was a ploy by Michael the entire time that it wasn't just Gabriel going to the next universe to get mom or whatever it was always about the blade and it was always the manipulation so I really liked the twists and turns that they put me through in this episode so yeah in that moment I realized that they are still missing Emmanuel Spin which last time I checked in season four Emmanuel still had around his neck and I didn't notice that he didn't have it anymore so I was like oh surely they can't get it now because Ames has it so boy how wrong was I I completely forgot what had happened with the pins I, I I was also very, very surprised. I still don't remember who Caleb is. So Same. <laughs> this is going to be very interesting. Yeah. I'm sure it was somewhere in the missing episodes that we haven't seen in a while. So we're going to get there. We're going to get there. It will get there. Yeah. Penultimate episode. Oh, God. What a fucking amazing setup for the finale. I have so many notes on this one. This might be one of my favorite penultimate episodes. I cried so much about Dan. So (laughs) fucking much. Especially since it was so painfully obvious to me that he's going to go to hell and that he was not going to be in heaven together with Charlotte. Because that would have been like this tiny thing that made it bearable. That Mm. yes, he's dead and Trixie and Chloe are devastated, but at least he's going to be happy and with Charlotte. But it was so obvious to me that this was not how it's going to go. And that just fucking broke me. And then the episode ends with Lucifer sitting in therapy with Linda and he goes, the system is not only broken, it's unjust. And I was, I was just devastated. It was so good. It was so painful, but it was so fucking perfect. Okay, first of all, this is the episode with Rob Benedict. Who's French in this. <laughs> I don't know, well, for one, I don't understand why they gave him French accent because that, not that he actually says that much, but anyhow, they made a choice. But I just don't understand why Rob always needs to play such bodies because he's such a sweet person and he has such a sweet face. But also, he plays such fucking assholes. And until the very last moment, until that very last second of that scene where the paramedics run in and try to save him, until the moment the doctor comes out of the surgery, I did not believe that Dan was gonna die. I did not believe that. I was like, surely they're not gonna kill off their one of their main characters a season before this is all done. Like, everybody needs to survive. They're gonna have to bring him back somehow. Or, you know, whatever. Yes, it is called denial. And so many <laughs> excuses have been happening in my head. And I do have one question. And that is, I want to know what Tom Ellis said to Rob Benedict in that scene. To terrify or, him. Or shall I say what Lucifer said to the French mercenary? What Lucifer 
told him to make him shit his pants. I want to know. This is the one thing that I got spoiled on. I knew that someone from the main cast was gonna die. I oh, didn't know how who. did you know that? Social fucking media. Oh god, I'm sorry. And I didn't know if it was just rumors or confirmed or but it was always in the back of my brain. So Oh no. When Dan has this dying moment, I I knew that he wasn't gonna come back. That sucks and I'm sorry. Yeah. <sighs> But hey, for once, this was the only thing I was spoiled on, so it's okay. I love that Trixie and Dan play Unstable Unicorns! Unicorns. Have you ever played Unstable Unicorns? I know this game. I also have it. I own it. It's somewhere in this room. I don't own it, but it's an amazing game. I played it a few times and it's very complicated, but also it's very fun. It's very similar to Exploding Kittens. (laughs) And... I felt in this episode that Lucifer is doubting his ability to be God very much. And he doesn't really want to do it. At this stage, I kind of still expected Ames to step up and actually do it to save all his siblings. Because if he would have done that, there would be no contest. That never even crossed my mind for some reason. I don't know why. I know that he said that he doesn't want to do it. But also, he has been giving speeches for the last couple of episodes there. And He's so Beauty driven that it yeah. would make sense, but it, it didn't even cross my mind. Yeah. yeah, especially when then the death of his siblings was on the table. I really kind of expected you him to Yeah, I expected him to step up, which obviously because he didn't do that, it allowed, it gave the space for Lucifer to step up. So, you know, like... If he would have done that, Lucifer would never been able to claim the throne the way he did at the end. But, you know, like, that's a debate for the future us. So, yeah, that was something that I wondered there as well. So, final episode, episode 16. Mesa's grieving fucking broke me. I basically kept on crying (laughs) through the episode, like, from 15 to 16. And then you have them, (sighs) you have the three of them cleaning up dad's place. And then Mesa's grieving happened with the fucking NSYNC shirt. It was so fucking painful and it was so fucking perfect with Linda and Amenadiel managing to get through to her that in order to not grieve now, we would have to never have known Dan and that is not an option. And so that is very true. Yeah. And so that that was very real life to me. I also enjoyed Ella being accidentally super accurate that there is no God anymore when she's praying. See, this just supports our theory of her being something special because how else would she know? I think it's an accident but it was amazingly accurate and the timing was just perfect also with the sign that she's asking for and then Chloe coming in like we need you, stay here, we're gonna be right back even though it felt a bit rushed to me, I am very happy that Mace and Eve are together and I have to say till the years are showing on your face and my strongest days are gone must be it's one of the most beautiful things some of the best vows that I have heard and I've been to many weddings and so if you're getting married steal this line like seriously (laughs) it was very good it was so beautiful and you know this is just something that I have noticed by the way yeah a little throwback to the musical episode you know the number that they did with Linda in the park and I noticed just because we were talking about this the other day because we were watching the episode where Linda is in the Lamas class and you mentioned that there are same-sex couples in the class have you noticed same that they thing? were same same thing yes. in this song and like that's the only reason why I noticed because it wasn't in any way 
pointed out like look we're how inclusive we are no, no it was, it just, was just part of the thing yeah. and yeah I love it. it was great so yeah anyway what were we talking about oh yeah same sex couples linda and eve Linda and Eve. Jesus. <laughs> that would be an interesting combination. Mace and Eve have my heart in this moment. It was a beautiful confession. It made absolute sense that Mace would go back. And I think it's gonna the timing's gonna feel a little bit better when we watch it episode by episode. Yeah, probably. Because it's gonna feel like it was like it took her longer to kind of mm. get in there and back. And it makes absolute sense that she has made that choice after Dan's death, that that was the initiative. Mm. It's better to have loved and then suffer than to have never loved at all. Yeah, exactly. On a lighter note. (laughs) No, I refuse to. I absolutely fucking adored Zetkiel switching sides and that his staff is the last remaining piece of the tree of life. I'm sorry, I love his name because, and this is like the most immature thing ever, (laughs) Zadkiel, okay? Do you know what Zadek means in Czech? No. It's your bottom, your ass. (laughs) So you could, might as well just call him Astiel in my head. Awesome, awesome. I called him Beefstick. (laughs) I would call Beefstick the stoner. No, because he has a stick and he's a beefcake. Oh yeah, of course. Josfiel, what is that name about? We will learn about that once I do my Devils in the Details. There is a lot of very interesting names in this whole gathering of angels, to be fair. But speaking of names, there is someone showing up that made me so fucking incredibly happy, even though the moment she shows up was so fucking painful. Was it Ray Ray? It's fucking Ray Ray. Because her showing up as this actress means to me that the bonus episode is proper canon. Yeah, it's valid. This made me so incredibly happy because I love Ray Ray. We know it's canon because Ella is writing book about her life. Yeah, but still, this was for me the most clear validation that Boo Normal is part of the normal Lucifer canon. And everything that happens in there is part of the information and knowledge that we can base our assumptions and thoughts on. Also, her showing up and going, I'm sorry, Luce, just fucking broke me once again. And you know what, though? You know what? Lucifer's first reaction to Ray Ray showing up was what we said. Literally what we said. If you have the angel of death on your side, surely you can't lose. This is what we said after part one, I'm pretty sure, or part eight. So... Or no, we said that after the trailer when we saw saw that there was going to be some sort of a showdown. Yeah. And yet... (laughs) Well, he didn't lose. It just took a bit longer. Ah, I... And so the final thing that I have to say for the things I liked about episode 16 is the way they used the ring because I was so fucking apprehensive about the whole <laughs> Lilith putting her immortality in there. I was painting so many horrible ideas what they were going to do with it and using it as a way for Lucifer to be able to get into heaven and to be able to send Chloe back to Earth because it's more important that she is getting back than making sure he can return Mm -hmm. because he didn't know that he would be able to return after that it was a perfect way to use the ring yes and it made me incredibly happy they made the ring 
the Chekhov's gun. And yeah. boy, they they use it well. Yeah. The fact that they talk about it in 5A, the fact that they bring it back when Mace tries to give it to Eve, when Eve refuses it, that all of these little moments and bits and pieces, it makes absolute sense that yeah. they explain the meaning of the ring and it makes its way back to Lucifer in order for him to be able to use it. It's just amazing writing, amazing yeah. storytelling. They played the long game with it from the beginning. It made you so angry. Yes, it made me so angry. <laughs> and that makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> But the thing is, when they make me angry, but in the end they wrap it up as perfectly as they did this time, I have no problem admitting that I was wrong. I and know. I you love when they make me that. angry and I was wrong to be angry. <laughs> yeah. But that sadly concludes all the nice things I have to say. It was a lot of things, to be honest. So are you emotionally prepared to go into the things we didn't like? Am I emotionally? I'm here to contradict every single thing you're going to say, because this was perfect. I didn't write a single bad thing. That's oh, wow. a lie, but you know what I mean. So let me start off the things I didn't like with I hate God oh yeah we so, agree yay he tells his sons that he loves them right before he leaves and that is somehow supposed to make it all better after millennia of neglect hell to the fucking no fuck God with a fucking chainsaw I'm also painful. yeah rightfully so also, I'm not satisfied with Ella's story and development. They better fix this in season six. I'm gonna reserve judgment, but I was not happy. They're gonna. They've been playing the long game, Lena. We'll see if they play it as well as they did with the ring. And I've already said that, but I still need to mention it. The musical episode should have been much better. I'm not going to argue on that because <laughs> I just don't agree. I think it was brilliant. And I think that they did much better with what their abilities are than I would have ever expected. You can tell that a lot of them are not dancers nor singers. And what they the performances that they gave in that episode were incredible by every single one of them. So episode by episode, I have nothing bad to say about episode 9. <laughs> episode 10, not gonna go into the music again, but I need to repeat, I hate God's approach and behavior to just about everything. <laughs> yes. Yes, especially at the beginning, like it got a little tiny bit better as the time went on. But the start of it, I it was a rocky, rocky start. It's very bad. Episode 11, um, it made zero sense to me that Trixie had this big an issue with Lucifer, given how little we have been seeing of her and especially how little we've seen of the two of them interacting with each other. I did not believe the two of them having this relationship that Trixie is referring to. And so it just didn't strike. It didn't struck home for me. To be honest, I kind of agree with you, but I chalked it up to the fact that I do not remember much from what happened in the what I haven't seen recently. I remember that we complained in part A that there was nearly no Trixie. Okay. And we are already complaining in season four that there's nearly no Trixie. So they didn't earn this, in my opinion. That is very possible. Also, not handing over his stored powers to a fucking baby is just another one for my fuck you gods moment. As you're talking about this, I do have to say that I really, really liked the sit down that Trixie and God had on that bench. There is that a lot of a... things that I did yeah. not love about that scene, but that specific conversation that they have and the energy that it gave me and the fact that Mace is there, it just worked really well for me. Fair enough. It was a good scene, but mm. it didn't save it, sadly. 
Fair. For episode 12, the Dan episode, I don't really have a complaint, but I need to point something out, which is absolute me nitpicking. <laughs> of course it is. I know you have never watched Angel, the entire show, the Buffy spinoff. Uh-huh. But in my opinion, they straight up stole a fucking line from Angel because <laughs> Dan says, but if the world is senseless and random, then all we can do is just what we think is best. And in Angel, we have Angel saying, if nothing matters what we do, then all that matters is what we do. And while this concept, of course, is not singular to the show Angel, this to me felt a bit too close. So I at least needed to point it out. Okay. Well, that is your right as a person. In episode 13, I do not care about Linda's given up daughter. Thankfully, now this shit story is resolved. So yay. But I did not care. I simply could not find it in me to care about Ariana at all. I cared about her because Linda cared about her. But I feel like I have missed. And this is one of the things that I think think suffered one of the plot lines that suffered the separation of the two parts one of the most intense things because Maybe. I feel that the setup was not strong enough to withhold the weight the setup in part A mm. and then uh, the conclusion in part B it just was a side plot so yeah. it in my opinion would work well if you watch it all together it's not gonna be mind-blowing amazing and, and whatever but it's gonna work and you're gonna care much more because it's gonna be the emotions and the things that Linda is going through are gonna be way more intense for you if you're watching it together. It's probably gonna be more cohesive. Maybe you're right. We're gonna see how it goes. Mm. Episode 14 is the one where I have several complaints. Mm -hmm. I do not understand how Maze on her quest for a soul did not realize what having a soul means as in when you die you're going to hell as a tortured creature and not as a torturer that was so fucking short-sighted I hated the double-decker date hated 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 it of course it's one of the things that Lucifer is just gonna do and you're gonna hate like and by you I mean all of us because (laughs) it's just such a Lucifer thing to do but also it's one of the not good things that Lucifer does because sometimes he does some stupid shit like that and it ends up being brilliant and sometimes it blows and in, in, blows up in his face i appreciate that we get some closure between mama decker and chloe because apparently chloe was still holding some resentment towards her mom when it comes to her father mm-hmm. and this gets resolved so while i hated the double decker day this is a good side effect but i still could have done without mm-hmm. the next thing i'm probably gonna be very alone in this opinion but i was extremely disappointed with ella's supposed dark What she describes as her darkness, as what she considers her deep dark secret, what makes her a bad person. I don't see how this is such a bad thing. And I don't know if I don't see it as such a bad thing because I can relate. Like this this whole going through the potential gross and worst case scenarios when you see a situation like your brain going like okay if I push this person in front of the card and this and this would happen and like it feels super normal to me so maybe I'm broken and I just don't realize that this is bad but it didn't sell me on the I'm such a bad person and I don't deserve happiness thing that they were doing with Ella I needed 
more. I needed worse for mm. me to make it work. I think that what they are trying to say there, and this is just my assumption, I think what they're going for is more the fact that she is worried that she's gonna act on it. And if there is even a remote possibility of her acting on it in her head, it makes her a bad person. And struggling with the fact that she would be able to do this in the first place is the thing that tears her down over and over and over again. And then, not to mention the whole plot with her dating the serial killer in 5A, yet another thing that's not entirely cohesive watching this separate, but Maybe. it might add to it as well. And then, of course, I hate everything about mom just popping back over into our universe and then God popping back over there with her, leaving with his, it was all part of my plan implication. Ugh. Yes, I fucking love Trisha Helfer and I was ecstatic that we see her back. Not like this. Not like this. That was a surprise appearance, right? She did not advertise yeah. that she was going to be in it. I didn't know. I didn't know this, but I fucking hated every single bit about it. I loved it. I loved it because it surprised me. And I love being surprised. You know, after years and years of watching television, and especially since I started doing, or since we started doing this pod, I have started picking up more on the expectable plots. So <laughs> yes, every same. single time <laughs> I actually get something that shocks me or surprises me i appreciate I just it. really appreciate it <laughs> seriously though doing a podcast has ruined normal media consumption <laughs> yeah it's the same thing as like studying acting school has ruined watching theater for me because yeah you're constantly taking mental notes <laughs> yeah exactly it's just so much but also it's beautiful because you yeah see a lot of things the final thing I hated in this episode is Chloe deciding that she's gonna quit the LAPD. That is the fucking worst idea ever. It's horrible, it's bad, and she shouldn't be doing this, and Lucifer should not accept it, and someone needs to fucking stop her. I hate, 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 hate it. I don't have that strong emotions. <laughs> I had intense, intense emotions about this. But now, for the two last episodes, I have exactly one note each. I didn't like in the penultimate episode Maze's very short approach to I'm gonna let my soul die because then I'm not gonna be hurting. Mm -hmm. It was very, very short, but it still annoyed me because, mm. in my opinion, she has grown too much to do this. I think she's just fighting it and behaving like a child. Yes. You know, it's the first reaction that you would have to something. I don't like this. I'll give it back. Take it back, please, now. And in the finale... Sorry, I have to correct myself. In the finale, I have two things that I didn't like. One, you're gonna know because we've talked about that character. But first, I hated Linda's obsession with Charlie's supposed shortcomings. Like, he's falling over twice the amount of the other babies in the group or something. It's like, no. No, 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 no. Especially after Linda sorting out her shit with her first child. Mm. It made no sense to me. I think it's just a mom thing as I far know. as I can tell. I think it's just a mother thing. But you know I can see how that would be grating for you. And the final thing of course is why the fuck was Mr. Setout bitch in heaven? <laughs> is it not enough that we have to see him in every fucking season opener? Do we now also have to see him in the fucking season closer? Does this mean that we're not gonna get to see him in season six though? I don't know. Hopefully. And the thing is, I get it. I understand. Because in my opinion, we need proof that it is possible for a human soul to transition from hell to heaven. Because mm -hmm. this needs to happen with Dan. In season six. Yeah. So we need the precedent. 
I we need the precedent with regardless of how horrible life yeah you lived you can get yourself out of hell yeah but I still I still hate the fucking character I know you do I love it I love that he is the one who helps Lucifer to find Chloe because it makes absolute sense because as he says Lucifer helped him so it you know who else Charlotte would help him well yes but then yeah I don't think that would make sense to me I don't care Charlotte <laughs> shut up we saw mom I know you hated mom I hated mom and I love Charlotte I only exactly. got mom instead of Charlotte well you got Trisha Helfer so shut up no unexpected appearance of Trisha Helfer unexpected appearance of your man who is Leslie Ann's husband was his face I'm sorry I don't remember his name Neither. you know uh, Chloe's Papa Decker oh right I forgot that yeah uh, so that's enough on all the things I hated on good so it was too long of a list it was short shorter than the last time things we're curious about I only have three things that I'm curious mm-hmm. about please share so first thing Dan better not stay in hell Yes. <laughs> I I don't even have a better way of phrasing it. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Also, Ella needs a proper happy end in season six. Maybe with Dan's friend that he was trying to set her up with. I'm worried that that would be like more of a I'm only with you because I want to honor my friend's memory or some bullshit like that. It, it would feel like that for me. It's unhealthy enough to get them started and maybe it can transition into something healthy mm, because maybe. Ella doesn't do wholesome relationships from the beginning. Fair. True. Okay. So that's my second thing. And my third thing is, does Lucifer now have the godlike powers? I believe so. And if yes, will he fix all that happened during Mikael's scheming? Mm. If not, why not? And will he fix the broken and unjust system of earth, heaven and hell? And if not, why not? I think these are going to be excellent plots for season six and the finale of the show. I am curious about what's going to happen with Michael because Michael now does not have his wings. Mikael, because it rhymes with Samael. (sighs) I enjoyed that so fucking much. I called him Mike in my notes, so, you know. I enjoyed it so fucking much because he hated it so much. Did you notice that his accent is not as strong American as it was at the very beginning of the season? No, because I'm shit with accents. <laughs> it felt slightly rained back by Tom Ellis, so I wonder if he just wanted to distinguish when I'm at the start and then he did what he did. By the end, I, at times, you could still tell who was talking, but it was much less of difference that than I found at the very beginning of the season but you know so I wonder what's gonna happen with Mike and I solidly believe that the final season is gonna be about Lucifer trying to wait predictions we do after is there anything else you're curious about I have mentioned that earlier I wonder what Tom Ellis said to Rob Benedict in that scene very very good question I might want to, to try to tweet at either of them don't quote me on that do it and also maybe we should put it on the list Mm-hmm. Oh, I definitely. I am asking that. I am curious about what's gonna happen with the Decker Star relationship now that Lucifer is God and everybody is bowing to him. Does it make Chloe goddess? Mrs. G. Mrs. G. 
He calls her that. The advisor, the consultant, you know, stuff. I mean, one of my notes during the episodes was that Chloe probably is the best god of all of them. Oh, probably, yeah. Except for Ames. I've, I feel like Ames would be pretty good, especially with his speeches and stuff. So, yeah. He's too tight-assed, still. Eh, I'm gonna just go into my predictions then. My, I predict that the final season is gonna be about balancing the relationship. I predict that Dan is gonna go back to heaven or back to earth, either or. Ooh, okay. I predict that there's gonna be some shit that's gonna go down with Mace and Eve and it's gonna be painful and horrible and I'm gonna hate it. I also predict that Amenadiel is gonna end up taking the reign. He's gonna end up being God. Ooh, okay. In order for Lucifer to be able to save his relationship with Chloe and stay together. Okay, so that's my prediction. Don't quote me on anything I just said. My predictions are Mikael will waste his second chance. Oh, fuck. I forgot about this fucker. Never mind. You got this. I predict that Lucifer will not fix the broken system and he will not bring back the dead. I predict Lucifer will not stay God, but instead he will find a similar solution to hell needs no warden for heaven and earth when it comes to God. Mm Mm-hmm. So that we have an entirely unruled system. All about free will, baby. Exactly. And my final prediction is Ella will find happiness. And I'm fully aware that this is more a wish than a prediction. Honestly, yeah, same. I have a short paragraph for general thoughts. To be fair, I was going to say in my final summary are things that I've already said numerous of times. So essentially to sum it up, aka to summon it up. It was amazing. It was really good. I have forgotten a lot from 5A and that made it into a fun ride, even though a couple of things have fallen short. It didn't bother me, though. I can't wait for the full-on rewatch because there is a lot of things that I want to see again and I want to go into details about and it's going to be a lot of fun. Like This entire season is going to be a lot of fun for me, so I'm very excited about that. And as I have repeatedly said, it's going to be interesting to see this in a non-binge mode. So uh, yeah, that's me. Funnily enough, my general thoughts are uh, matching yours quite a bit. Oh, shocking. They hurt me so good and so bad with these eight episodes. As I said, coming into the special, I enjoyed this so much more than the first eight. And just like you, I am fucking curious how it will be when we cover them one by one. So many things got sorted, explained or tied up within this second half of a season like the whole Linda stuff, Mace and Eve but other things are still in dire need of development and resolution. First and foremost I'm gonna say once again Ella. (laughs) I'm extremely looking forward to season six. This second half has made me so much more optimistic that we are going to get a good and proper and satisfying final season to this show and given other shows that we've watched we need this. And I want this. And with this, we say thank you for listening. To get in touch with us, you can do so via social media where we're going to heavily tweet this special, probably. Or you can send us an email to lucifer at T-A-U-T minus podcast dot com. Yeah, we are everywhere and we love you. Please listen to our regular episodes as well. Bye. Bye.